Greetings, dear ones. I'm Cryon of Magnetic Service. There is the energy of safety in this place. And all the things that follow in this message today are about human beings, old souls who listen and must buy off, that is to say, agree with those things that are literally changing the paradigm of their reality. And so the day has been filled with examples of thinking differently. We have given you message after message since the first of this year indicating how things are different asking you to look at something we are calling a recalibration of all things I speak to you right now in a linear fashion through the experience that my partner has received over the years of intuitively passing the things that I have to say and standing out of the way. You still have his filter. For if channeling is a result of spirituality through a human being, you still have the human being's filter. The culture. The language. The thought processes. Part of channeling is learning to step aside and allow. It has never been a takeover. That would be something you would call possession, and it is not that. It is a meld given in love to pass information, energy, and communication. And I tell you this because in these lessons that we give now they are difficult to communicate. If you have not experienced a certain kind of reality then it is difficult to speak about that reality. And yet I do today. I give a message here which is in two parts, but each message is complete by itself. I have told my partner to make the two parts together so that those either present in part one or two will be able to participate in both. So this message will be complete into itself and tomorrow's will be as well. But when you put the two together, they are greater than the sum of their parts. And this is the third language at work. There is more to the story than the words I am speaking. It comes from the energy that is here now. That we invite you to experience even as I talk to you. These things are meaningless without the thickness of the love of God which sits upon you. 
God being that which is the collective of you when you're not here. And all those in the universe who know who they are. God is not a singular energy. God is a soup of divinity. Difficult to describe to anyone in 3D. But which exists in a way that is palatable to the three-dimensional mind. And it moves in this room among you. Designed to prove that it's real. If you have an open consciousness to these kinds of things, dear one, you'll already understand that your body recognizes what's going on. If you've come here for a healing, this is when it will occur. And it won't be from me or this chair or the apparition on my right. It'll come from you. The divinity inside you is tuned to the new energy, dear ones. The divinity inside you knows what is going on in the planet. Dear ones, old soul, you have waited for this time. Young person, you're going to inherit a planet that is far different than your parents did. And the energy is afoot for you to start understanding what is before the light worker. I'll call this one the recalibration of self. Not to be confused with the recalibration of humanity or the human being of self, the core of you. Energy is very difficult to define or explain. Often when you talk about energy, it is that which pulsates linearly through the wires in a double phase system, which is your electricity. And that's not what we're talking about. Energy is not singular information. Energy is not three-dimensional, not the kind we speak of. It is a multi-dimensional attribute all around you of a confluence of earth and consciousness. And it brings about that which you call manifestation. You are born in a certain energy. We speak of the, the grids of a planet in a certain energy. And it's not well defined. You may walk into a room and say, well, the energy does not feel good here today. And in another day, you'll walk in and you'll say, wow, did you feel the energy today? You can even use the word to mean positive and negative things. And so how would you ever define energy? We will say this, what I'm about to give you in the lessons 
is to say that the energy that you are used to on the earth, whatever that means to you, that you live in, that you work in, that you meditate in, that you worship in, is changing. And this affects what you consider to be normal. And so if we can give you any kind of a measurement, we would say, expect normal to change. <laughs> and that's hard. For the human being survives knowing where normal is. <laughs> you have to know. You have to know. For you to walk from A to B. You expect certain things. The air you breathe, the gravity you have, the magnetics that your cells depend upon in the grid. What if I told you that many of those things won't be the same? And the only thing you are aware of as a human being is that it feels different. So let us start by talking about these things which feel different. Here is an example of a recalibration. It's a summary of what we've given before not long ago regarding the grids. We told you that the crystalline grid of this planet, an esoteric, invisible, multidimensional attribute, was changing. We told you what it was. It is the memory of humanity. The crystalline grid is therefore linked to Gaia and responsible for that which you call portals and that which you call dark energy even in spots where war has been for it reflects a memory of what humans have done. That's the crystalline. That's why it's called the crystalline. We told you that. Because the metaphor of anything crystalline is that it holds vibration. And so imagine a grid around the planet that remembers what humans have done. Therefore, in those places which don't feel good, you will have had war upon war, battlefields that you would rather not walk into, light worker, for you feel the misery of death, of fear, of anxiousness. And it stays in the land, and you know it does. Just like there are portals of healing and joy what my partner even calls the womb of Gaia, a place where you can go and bathe in the thickness of what the crystalline grid has created that you will put there. And we told you something amazing. We said that human beings are responsible for posturing that grid. What happens to humans is remembered and the energy goes into the grid accordingly. We told you that there is a attribute that you have figured out that it must be linear. That is to say, the more bad things happen in one spot, the worse it's going to be. The better the spot, well, the better things happen. And that is a linear remembrance. And we say, how linear of you. <laughs> well, that's not the way it is. For up to this time, dear ones, the earth has remembered non-linearly. Where those have died, 
where there's been great suffering, the earth remembers it a lot more than the birth of a child. It's responsible for what you call hauntings and ghosts and all of those things, the apparitions that are playing the tapes in the same way. That's the crystalline grid. And we've told you that the crystalline grid is what is measured. When you look at the planet and ask, where is it today? What is its vibration? Based upon what humans are doing and have done. And then we told you that the way the grid remembers is starting to change. And now you have that answer. How can things done in the future change the past? Because what you are doing now is changing the linearity of the grid and therefore what happens which is positive in the light is going to carry a far grander and greater energy to the grid and to the planet and the remembering and the vibration than anything that has ever occurred before. Therefore, it overwrites anything that was there called the past. There'll be a day when you can walk into the battlefield and say, I feel nothing. Because there have been humans that have trod this path who were light workers, and every step they took changed the attributes of the field they walk in. And that's out of the purview of your reality. You're not with me on it. You want it to be linear. And it isn't. So we're saying there's a recalibration of self. That is to say, what you expect is real. You couldn't get any more personal than this. Imagine... A situation where oil does not float to the top when mixed with water. And you would say, but it always does. It has to. It's molecular bonding. It's density. And it always floats to the top. What if we said there come a day when physics itself may actually alter the reality of everything that you've known? What if oil was closer to the density of water and therefore it would simply lay there in the middle? And if it did, you would say, that's spooky. You'd say something is wrong with this. Others would say, well, it's simply a lava lamp. <laughs> that's a cryon joke. But you wouldn't understand it. And that's the point. If something could change to the degree that it upsets everything that you expected or knew about. Or thought was accurate and true. Based upon your survival. And what you've learned on the planet. How would you deal with it? Could you recalibrate yourself and say. I understand it used to be one way and now it's another and move forward or would you look at it and say I wonder when it's going to return to the way it was and this dear ones is the crux of this message 
For as the energy on this planet shift, even the old soul will be tempted to say, it's wonderful, it's good, I love it, I'm going to work with it. And then in their darkest hours, they're going to say, and when will it return to what it was? Because you grew up in an energy where the duality was one way, and now it's starting to be another. And we bring up the point of who the light worker is. The recalibration of self is going to be the recalibration of self-worth. Mm. And we've said it briefly before. But the light worker is afraid of the dark. Because the dark has beat you up every lifetime, hasn't it? And so we sit in a room of old souls who've come into this life. Most of you, not even one, really. Oh. My partner is overwhelmed every single time I go here. You came in without knowing this was going to happen. You're okay with it. You're in 2012. 12 years after, you wouldn't have been here otherwise. You realize that. Those were the potentials. Those were the fortune-tellings of the time. Those were the, the words of the prophets. That you wouldn't make it. That the millennium would be your undoing. The beginning of the seeds of destruction. That war would take over. Plague would do the rest. You can read all about it. It's printed. A lot. And that's not where you are. When I first came in. Slightly later than the harmonic convergence, I told my partner I was here because of what humanity had done. I told my partner I would not have been here otherwise, for there was been nothing to teach. That you would not have made it. Those who were astute, who felt the crying energy come in, knew why it was here. A whole group coming to share to humans to be their chairing section because they had turned it around. The Soviet Union had fallen over which was in no prediction anywhere. Other things had started to move around without any predictions anywhere. And there would have to be guidance and direction for this very day that you sit here. A recalibration of your survival instinct. Of what you think is real. And whether you're able to cope with the recalibration. Or whether you're always looking over your shoulder. Wondering when it's going to return. And so this message is one of two. An encouragement. An acknowledgement of who an old soul is and why they need to do this.
And so we just lay it out bare. The oldest souls in here have been through the worst of the worst. And every lifetime written upon your DNA carries engrams of emotion. You came into the world expecting it to do what it always did. As soon as you started awakening to the truth in the past, you'd have to hide. You might have blocked this from your memory, but I was there. And so was your higher self. Some of you, not too far from here, were burned at the stake. Some of you came back to have it all happen again. How many lifetimes does it take, shaman, before you sit and say, I'm not going to do this again? Or you awaken in a modern society and you say, well, I'm going to go to the meetings, but I'm not going to tell anybody I'm going. So I'm not going to go through that again. You're careful who to tell about what you believe. Because you're tired of swimming upstream and having the current beat you back against the rocks. Or perhaps you're tired of losing family and friends or even jobs. Because you happen to believe God's inside you. And that is the story of the old soul who is here in the room and listening to these words. And it results in an old soul who comes and stands tall as a light worker. <laughs> and lacks self-worth. And that's an oxymoron. How can you have a lighthouse that's uncertain of its light? Or whether it's doing anything right. Or whether the waves will come and knock the light out. And that's who is in front of me. Because you're all that way. This turnaround cannot instantly create giants and heroes of worth. Especially among those who have practiced this for many years on this planet. Think you have it all figured out. And you don't. Not for this energy that's coming. You don't. And that's what we want to address. There is something coming where you will be able to manifest things only dreamed of. But it's going to take belief. Realignment. And understanding that dimensionally you are more powerful in dimensions you cannot see than the ones you can't see. And you weren't taught that in school or by your mother. And that's where we are. And you're going to say, well, what's going to happen, Cryon? Training. <laughs> Practice. Intent. Design. You're going to have to want to go there. If you do not actively attempt to change, you will always be floating on the surface like the old oil.
We use that example because you have an idea of where dark and light goes on the planet. So let's bring this up in a way that you'll understand. Let's talk about that dark and light thing. Yet again. We have given you the information over and over that darkness defined is the absence of light. And yet what do you do with this? You, in your mythology, have decided it must be intelligent. <laughs> there has to be a consciousness behind darkness. And because you've decided there is, therefore, you fear it. Never understanding that it will flee from the light. You still don't believe it. Now, there are humans right now saying, wait a minute, Cryon, you mean there's no such thing as evil? I didn't say that. Because when, this is difficult for you to understand, when humans take that which has no light and apply it to a consciousness of their own design, it becomes human evil design. Now, it has consciousness because a human put it there. But alone, there is no entity out to capture your soul, period. There is only a balance of dark and light. What humans do with it gives it, therefore, its manifestation. And you're used to a certain balance on the earth. It's not intelligent. That's the first thing that you have to learn, lightworker. There's no force against you. You don't believe it. You've always been taught there is. The brighter your light, the less darkness will be around. Oh, crying, I love that. How can I make my light brighter? By not fearing the dark. <laughs> when you fear the dark, you give it your energy. Don't you? So what is it you fear? That perhaps you will be in disfavor. That's survival, isn't it? There are so many things here, dear ones, that you're going to have to recalibrate. Who are you trying to please? Lightworker. I'll ask you this. If you're trying to please God, you are pleasing God. I wouldn't be here if you weren't. If you're trying to please those on the other side of the veil, in some cases are your parents looking back at you, you're pleasing them. By the fight that you have put here, by the light that you carry, all is well. Do you feel that? Or are you looking around for some other approval somewhere and not getting it? Time for you to recalibrate that. There are things you should know about the way you think now and what is going on that's going to change. Crying, you mean there, there's not going to be a struggle? No, oh, yes, there will be. This struggle between dark and light will be classic. 
And you're going to watch it like a, a game. Perhaps even on your own ball fields where it goes back and forth and it doesn't seem to be one team winning and it simply goes back and forth. And what will you think about that when that takes place? In your heart of hearts, what are you going to say? Well, we failed. <laughs> Nothing is happening. And that's because, dear ones, all you are willing to look at is the three-dimensional game field. You're not looking at anything else that might be happening under it or above it. Maybe it's simply a push-pull engine that keeps you busy while something else is happening somewhere else. What if you're a piece of the puzzle working it for something else to happen somewhere else? What if you're a placeholder on this planet? Hard to describe. This is the battle between dark and light. Well, crying, if darkness has no intelligence, how does it battle us? Here are some attributes of the darkness I wish to share. Number one, it's dark. <laughs> Number two, because it's dark, it cannot see what you're doing. It's stupid. And that is your advantage, for you can see everything, and this energy of darkness simply is an energy. Like gravity is an energy. Like magnetism is an energy. When you see magnetism work, and you see things come together which are magnetized. Do you look at them, give them names and consciousness? Only because they moved from one place to another, attracted to one another? You do not. You say, this is physics. It's energy. It moves here to there. Like oil and water. is energy. And oil floats because of its density. It's lighter than water's density. And dark and light have these kinds of attributes. The only difference is, in the new energy, you are a light creator. Therefore, you are changing the density of the planet. You see what I'm saying? Therefore, the balance of dark and light moves accordingly. It's not smart. It moves out of the way. Because you were there. And if you don't believe it, you're always going to be tiptoeing around, wondering if the dark is going to get you. Oh, dear light worker, this is the message of today's channel. And tomorrow, I'm going to itemize some of the things that you will see that are dark. But the biggest one is what are you going to do with it? Although darkness is not intelligent, it is still a balancing force. Therefore, you can expect it to have an effect. When you fall off a cliff, who do you blame? Was it the gravity monster?
What intelligence pushed you there? And how dare it take you down and hurt you? This is an example of a force that is there. But unlike gravity, dear ones, this particular balance on the planet is a multi-dimensional, elastic, dynamic thing. It has been the same way for eons, and now it's not. It is moving accordingly to the energy that you have chosen to create. It is your fate. But unless you readjust to your power, nothing's going to happen. Are you going to simply wait for the young people to do it? And if you do, it may still happen, but it's going to take a lot longer. And so we close this message with this advice. Be circumspect with what you think things are. Because the way they are may be much different and you may have so much power over those things in your life you feel you've never had power over before. And if you fear anything, darkness has won. And that's the balance we speak of. Difficult to explain this in non-three-dimensional terms. My partner is even sitting here wondering if he's done a good job. And I will say to him, the job has been adequate. The recalibration of the light worker is described as the light worker discovering their real light. That it's there, that it belongs there, that this is their time, that they can turn it on. The darkness will have no chance of existing anywhere around them as long as they illuminate themselves. Let divinity shine through each of you as you walk on this planet and understand these things for they're eminent they're needed to be heard and this is just one of the things we are asking you to do you want to know why you came this is why you came it's not to do it's to be it's to be light where darkness used to be And this is the message of the day. I am crying in love with humanity. And so it is. <laughs>